Welcome back to the Potluck Podcast, a very special February edition for y'all. We got a recap of the past couple of months, coaching carousel, region realignments, area schedules, and an interview from a Tiger legend to cap it all off. Let's go. You're listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. Welcome back. Welcome back. Here we are alongside me. To my left on your radio dial is Uncle Son, and to my right, a, a returning guest, Joe Sanders. We are in the hallowed grounds, the friendly confines of Sanders Furniture in downtown Commerce. What a thrill, it's gentlemen! Amazing. Uh, what a thrill! You know, last year we were all over, all over the map down in Athens, up in the hills of Madison County. Now we are in the heart of downtown Commerce, right here on a sectional at Sanders Furniture. This feels like home. It could be yours. This sectional could be yours. This is a nice couch. It feels great. <laughs> My back feels great, and it's this hurt is, all week. This is, I'm not kidding you. This is a true statement. This is the most comfy I've been ever recording this pod. Wow. I agree. High 100%. Praise. High praise. We're bar to clear. <laughs> I mean, what, what you, the listening audience does not know is we're usually sitting in lawn chairs. But <laughs> listening audience, might they might know that. <laughs> um. So where we left off, we left off, gosh, it's been two months now. Yep. So I think we left off right before the SEC championship. A dark day. We did. We I think we had some predictions. Probably Didn't none go, of which. Right, I don't recall how that one went. I don't, I, don't, I don't even know if they played, but a lot's happened since then. Yeah, mainly redemption. Yeah, redemption story for the dogs. Yeah, that was that was pretty sweet. Uh, I actually got to be in Athens that night and. I have never experienced such joy as I did at the intersection of College Avenue and Clayton Street. Looking mm-hmm. out over the sea of people, looking towards the arch, seeing folks hang off over the arch, hearing that chapel bell ring, watching cops get college kids and pour their <laughs> beers out. That sounds, that is the ultimate buzzkill. I mean, they were very nice about it, though. No, nah, that ain't nice. There's nothing nice about that. They they were they like, true well, Athens experience. I mean, was just everything I mean, about Athens. I'm surprised they didn't load it up in the paddy wagons. Like, well, let them live. Well, Come on, what national was, championship. You, you mentioned the paddy wagon. Folks who have been to Athens very often know there's usually a paddy wagon parked right there on College Avenue, right there at Clayton Street. People were sitting on top of the paddy wagon. It was that's, just now that's what I like to hear. And on porta potties, and myself. on porta potties, yeah. so it didn't go great. Which for are not structurally sound. Very no, much. no, some holes in the roofs of the porta potties. <laughs> did they fall through? Yes, they did. Yeah, you didn't see that video? No. <laughs> onto the porta potty and fell straight into the to the uh, refuse in the bottom. Go dogs! Go dogs! <laughs> Joe, Joe, how about you? You're up in Indy. I was in the cold, cold, frozen tundra of Indy. Seven degrees, right? It was seven degrees, and we left the stadium. But it was very. But you couldn't feel hard. anything. I couldn't feel anything. Allegedly, I don't know, yes. I don't know if it was <laughs> the excitement, the weather, the alcohol. I could not feel my face. <laughs> it was wonderful. I got a nice picture of you and Bree. 
from the, the game. Y'all took some very nice photos. We did. Someone sent that in to, uh, I think it was Channel 11, too. Oh! Wow. A local celebrity over here. Yeah. 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 Y'all also met some uh, other celebrities up there in Indy. Tell us about that. Some all-commerce all celebrities. Yeah, I walk into the uh, stadium, and the first person I see is David Evans, <laughs> yep. as one does in another state, you know. Yep. 400 miles, 500 miles away. Yeah. Um, then saw uh, Andrew Luck, which is about the same level. Commerce <laughs> right there. Legend. Commerce legend. Everybody yeah. knows that. And following the game, they're having the celebration out on the field. I turn to my left, and there's none other than Rob Brown. The so, voice of the, the sky. Voice in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Commerce eye. So it was right just there a, in uh, commerce affair. That's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. What a night. A beautiful night. Dino, how'd you feel after the game? I hadn't really got to talk to you about it. It was great. You know, did you have just an overwhelming sense of joy and relief? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely a a good feeling. I mean, it, it had to be Alabama, so it was, and that was that was good. It was joyous. It was like when I left at halftime at Oklahoma, and then Georgia came back and beat Oklahoma. It was the same feeling <laughs> after that game, and then like magnified maybe ten times. Yeah, that was it. it was, was cathartic. Good. Yeah, it was. It was good. But enough about the dogs. I think we covered it there. Yeah. yeah we, we didn't we didn't gloat too much, though, just in case anybody's any fans of other teams. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not a-hole fans. We're not going to rub it in people's faces. Yeah. We've yeah. had that happen to us <laughs> plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first thing on the docket for Georgia high school football is coaching changes. We have it. A few coaching changes in Northeast Georgia that are pretty big. We have one at Jefferson, one at Gainesville, and one at Raven County. And then we also got one at White County. So mm -hmm. really four that we've kind of covered here that we'll cover for you. Um, Jefferson, obviously Cathcart's is out. Uh, shout out Tom Arnold. Maybe he's going. his acting career is getting back, getting back to the, you know, started. So 49 and 11 in five seasons, two region titles, one state runner up. Um, he is now coaching over in South Carolina, Batesburg, Leesville, uh, sort of between Lincolnton and Columbia. So, um, what well, I mean is there is there any thoughts we need to cover there? Well, I think you look at that decision, and I think behind the lines, folks in Jefferson probably wanted Cathcar out of there. What I've heard is they Jefferson not like triple options. They did not want to run the triple well, option. They, they've anymore. never liked it. And it it shocked me as odd when they started running the triple. It was it was a little odd. He's not even a triple coach. No, he 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 coached Tavares King up at Habersham County, and they ran the spread in yeah. two thousand seven. I mean, back when the spread really was brand spanking new. I think his problem was he just had too many players and only one football to. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. That's a tough, and especially yeah, especially in the option. I yeah. think ultimately at the end it was it was a conflict with administration. The administration wanted to run something else, and Cathcart was like, no, nah, we're sticking with the triple. And they just were like, all right, we'll find somebody else. And he stepped down. Well, I'll definitely miss seeing all his emojis on the timeline, that's for sure. Um, Cringeworthy. Travis Nolan <laughs> is in at Jefferson. Uh, came from Oconee County, obviously, 70 and 27 in his last eight seasons, 25 and 5 in his last three He's got he had three region titles over that span and state runners up back to back years, twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. Um 
also had a pretty good run at Stevens County uh, several years ago now, unfortunately, because yeah. that was kind of when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, uh, thoughts on him? I think it's a good hire. I think it's a good hire. Maybe a slight improvement, a better fit for Jefferson than Cathcart. Uh, I think that, you know, we we looked at when Cathcart stepped down and we were like, well, is Coach Brown going to step up yeah. and be the head coach at Jefferson? Yeah. Uh, pretty early on, we thought that that would not be the case. So I, I think that Coach Nolan will fit very well with Coach Brown and with the other guys that are at Jefferson. And they probably won't run the triple, but I bet they'll be in a similar offense that Oconee County was in, which is like a, a pro style, like what Georgia ran under Bobo, basically. Like a lot of I formation, maybe some shotgun sets, three wide. And I think that'll fit at Jefferson. What do you guys think? You said Bobo. That's going to trigger some folks. Well, he's back. Bobo. I mean, all those folks have Are to Are they going to run the ball? <laughs> no, I think I mean, I mean, I think it's a good hire. I think he's as good as anybody in northeast Georgia that was available for sure. So. Especially on such short notice. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's a great hire. Um, I mean, he's got the players. He's got better players than Jefferson than he had in Oconee County. I agree. And he had success in Oconee County more than Jefferson had. And yeah. really probably in true. a better region for Jefferson than Oconee County had. Oconee County oh, was in yeah. that meat grinder Oconee County is in region. a tougher region. I mean, they got Hart County. I mean, that, that was enough. Monroe. I mm-hmm. mean, they were definitely in a tougher region than Jefferson. I mean, I think if he was the coach this past year, I mean, and the health of, you know, Sammy and Malachi being what it was, who knows. But I think they would have been a better team with him than with Cathcart. I agree. I think he – I. The rumors were that the le- the leadership from Cathcart wasn't always there, and that's a pretty stark accusation, but especially for a head coach. But I, I think Nolan might be a better leader for that team. I don't believe it. I mean, use that many emojis, you got to be pretty good at something. <laughs> um, Speaking to the heart of your men. Mike Brown. We talked about Coach Brown a little bit. Uh, a lot going on with Sammy. He's got like a million offers now. And yeah. uh, I guess, you know, he's the triple option is going to be out, so he'll get used to a new offense. Uh, but that shouldn't be too too much of a problem. What, uh, what, we, what we got to updates on Sammy, Mike? What, what are we going to talk you about? You reckon they're going to line him up at quarterback? I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. He's a new state champion. I saw that. I did see that. He won. Uh, yeah, wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. What, heavyweight? 220. I'm not very versed in wrestling. I, yeah, I don't either. think anybody here, I don't think anybody at, at this round table is versed on wrestling. Which is kind of rare for commerce these days. If I'm not mistaken, there is a heavyweight above his weight class. Okay. There might even be two. Who knows? Three? I don't know. But at I least one. 220 say. pounds. That's what we're going with. Listen, he won his weight class. Yeah. Well, congrats. He won one state in his weight class. Now he's probably going to win state and track, maybe. I don't know. 4A is probably a little deeper than one. Than probably so, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's still he, – he'll, he'll do all mm-hmm. right. He might win. Might win 100 or two or whatever, four. What all does he do? Uh, 400, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I think he did 100 at Commerce. I think I he did 100 at Commerce. 104 is a lot different than 100. Yeah. 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 Well, moving right along, I think we've talked <laughs> enough about Jefferson for, for now. Uh, Gainesville, they made a, a, a pretty big change too. This one, we, we had a, a text thread kind of yeah. going around about it and – I had a feeling this one was going to be like the the biggest splash hire 
you know, I was making some bold proclamations. Uncle Solomon was calling me an idiot, <laughs> saying <laughs> this, wasn't this wasn't going to happen. Gainesville's not back. I was like, man, look out. This guy, I'm telling you, he's going to come in like a gang gangbuster and just hire these. He's going to make great hires. He's going to get all the kids around there and uh, to buy in. And Gainesville, I mean, they already got great facilities. They they're just they needed somebody to kind of – they needed a spark, and I think they might have it. This guy looks to be the real deal. Not only has he hired great coaches, uh, Christian Honeycutt, who was the head coach at Grayson for a while, also at East Jackson, great offensive line coach, uh, brought back uh, Taylor Williams, I think is his name, strength and conditioning coach, guy from Gainesville that was on that last state championship team. Brought back a couple other head coaches. Yeah. He, not only has he built a great staff, they do have the facilities that they're building. Their facilities are, are – They're well, college level. They're great right now, but, like, what's in plans is unbelievable. It's, it's, it, is, it, is, it is high college level. And, and what's <laughs> what has also like no been taken to an next level is that they have the presence of mind to elevate social media. And, yeah. like, they're reaching the kids through that. And, like, they're expanding into – uh, the online community and Gainesville's building a brand that really looks like a college presentation. Yeah, I mean, I mean we we've we grew up when I mean Gainesville was still Gainesville when right we, when we were coming. It blows up. Blake my mind. Sims. been better recently. And, that, yeah. and to talk about recently, so Heath Heath Webb, uh, just getting back to the coaching change, eighteen and twenty five the last four seasons. Rough. Never won a playoff game. Missed the playoffs last year, which was the first time since nineteen ninety nine. Long streak. Bro. So obviously that had to be changed yeah so they bring in it's josh neblet right yeah um he was the head coach over at hoover which some of the maybe the older audiences know know hoover well hoover's a pretty big name hoover's i a mean big they've name. been good no, for from decades two a, days, two a days is where the, audience, the, the older audience the like jeremy us. pruitt um correct Russ Probst days yeah so he was there and he was 171 and 26 in 14 seasons he had six state titles there um so to come from Hoover to to Gainesville, I mean that, that says a lot about what what Gainesville's trying to do, and and what that they what he's bought into that they're selling him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're 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 ready to go to now. the to, they're ready to go to the Buford level, the Grayson level, like right now. Obviously, or he wouldn't be there. Well, and we talked about it before. Uh, I think Gainesville is getting to that level where eventually they're going to be competing with Buford in the same region, and they may. If if Niblet stays around, they made the throne Buford. What class is Gainesville in now? So with the new reclass, I think Gainesville is in six. Okay. A and Buford is in seven, mm-hmm. and Jefferson sits in five. Okay. So right there, you're looking at the three premier schools in Northeast Georgia, um, and then you know there are other premier schools at lower classifications. But if you're looking at the dominant schools, those are the three schools that you got to look at for the next twenty years. Right now, Gainesville looks like they're making a bid to be the dominant school in Northeast Georgia. Um, I think they're great hire. I think they'll clean up as he, far as getting kids to come there and just there. Look out! Look out! They partnered with back. Nike. Yeah. They're like one of the twenty schools in in the nation in the that's country, a Nike yeah. elite school. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that has been done since he was hired in the last couple of months. Yeah, basically, I mean, he, like as soon as he was hired, like a week later, I think. Yeah, Maybe it, even it a is astounding what they're doing over there, and okay. uh, they'll prop they'll, they may put in a bid to win state in one year. No, nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I think they'll get there eventually, but it might take a 
longer than one. It Maybe. might not, though. City Park's going to be bumping, though, when Friday night's rolling. We'll have to go up there. Uh, we renamed Probably them. the best stadium. The Red around. Leghorns. Oh, the, Red Le- the Red Leghorns. It's a phenomenal I stadium. I love that place. I, w- I wish they'd they, renamed Their campus them. is unbelievable. Yeah. Their campus is right on the shores of Lake Lanier. It's beautiful But you up go there. down into the trees, <laughs> into the park, and right. all of a sudden you just opens up and the field is there. Yeah, and it's, a, nice. it's a pristine hardwood stand. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all white oaks and, yeah. like, hickories and mountain oaks, and you're just walking down through these trees. Talking trees, baby. Man, well, I can do it all day. I can do it <laughs> this all is day. Arbor Hour. But you remember, you remember that uh, that documentary that WDUN did with uh, when Gainesville and Flowery Branch played in 2012 when Deshaun Watson was there. Yeah, yeah. That place was rocking, and I think those days are coming back to City Park. Yeah, it's back. Who was the quarterback before the show? Blake Sims. Blake Sims. Alabama. They were rolling. They dude. had a run there. They had uh, get ready. Trailer Jones. Get Taylor yeah, Jones. And... To get back. Moving on from Gainesville, around uh, the around the horn we go to Rabin County. Uh, Jabo Shaw is out. He went thirty-five and five in three seasons as head coach after he took over his dad uh, for his dad Lee. Um, now he is the head coach at Wayne County. Wayne County was zero and nine in twenty twenty-one. Um, but before they that historically they've been good though. Before that, in three in three seasons they were twenty eight and six. So there's there's talent down there. I mean I know a little about Wayne County just from going to school at you know at Georgia Southern and then just my travels kind of take me down to the coast quite a bit. Um, they can get you can get talent there. It's not usually naturally in Wayne County, but there's a lot of really talent around. Talent around. around. Like Bullock, hundred percent. Bullock Savannah's right there. Um, he can pull talent, and he can. I think he can have them back to a, a high level. Yeah, this one was a puzzler to me when I first heard that Jabo was leaving Raven. And I was like, he's had such a good run at Raven. Like the the sky's the limit. They're in a good class now. Like they're in a, a weaker class basically than they were. Yeah. And that was what was holding them back. Were the South Georgia schools in Double A? And. And now they'd still they'd still meet they'd still meet they'd some, still beat Irwin and Brooks. They would meet now. them, and they I think they would still lose. But maybe I'm just saying. But like it looked like greener pastures for Raven, and then all of a sudden Jabo's gone, and it's like he goes to Wayne County, and you hear like Wayne County's zero and nine the last season. But then my first thought was like, oh, he played at Georgia Southern. He's trying to get back down south. I wonder if there's a connection there. Maybe his is his wife from the area. Maybe that's what I've, I might have thought. I, I've I've heard some things that we can take off air that I'm not sure are above board as far as what what all went down in that transaction. But mm. we can take it off air. If anybody's interested, <laughs> shoot us a DM. I'll tell you all about it. But I'm not I'm not going to put it on the airwaves. Uh, that's on the Patreon. Yeah, if you pay for the Patreon, I'll tell you all about it. What what I've what I've heard uh, about that 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 uh, that deal. Um, all that being said, Michael Davis, Coach Davis is in at Raven County. He was the OC last year. Um, obviously, they put up crazy numbers with, with having Gunnar Stockton. But um, he, before that, he was the OC at Calhoun. And he does have a commerce connection. He is the son-in-law of Coach Ray Lamb. Yeah. He did some crazy things last year at Raven County. I think they had – I mean, it was between 600 and 700 points that yeah. they scored last year. Uh, I mean, not just like I mean, his his years at Calhoun were were really good too. Oh, yeah. I mean, they yeah. put up, he's a great offensive coach. They yeah. put up, I think, the most points ever scored at Tiger Field, 
when they when we played them oh, on that yeah. Saturday, it been. they scored fifty five points, and I think 20, that is the two thousand two thousand seven. Oh, you seven, mean with Calhoun? Seven, yeah, two thousand that Saturday game. Yeah, he was coaching then. He I was, very, he was very OC. Possibly, yeah, that is OC. either the first or second leading amount of points that have ever been allowed at Tiger Field. Was that uh, uh, what was his name? Urbano. Adam Urbano was went to Georgia Southern. The running running back. Yeah, he was the running back that year. Was also he a was also a nose good. tackle that went to he Georgia. So good. Well, they had a good team. They had a nose tackle go to UAB. He got thrown out of the game. They had a very good a very good <laughs> team that year. But Urbano went on and played at Florida State, didn't he? I think he went I to Georgia know. Southern. I, I know he, he played State. at Southern for a couple of years. I don't, no, I don't know about the Florida State, but yeah. Uh, Sounds like you're throwing wild allegations. <laughs> I mean, this is 15 years ago. Who cares? No one's going to look, no look, look it up. Absolutely, that happened. <laughs> I know he hit me in the A-gap one time, and it was one of the hardest hits I ever took. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Coach Davis, a, a good coach. I think Raven County's in good hands there. Um, White County. They they made a change. Uh, they've been. I mean, they had. Obviously, we we were we kind of got on the White County train a couple years ago. Yeah, they've had some years, but they've been kind of meddling around. You know, five hundred, um, four one and duns in playoffs. And Chad Bennett is the new head coach there. He was the OC at Gainesville last year, and uh, former OC at White County the year we actually jumped on board with him. With uh, what was his name? J Jay Ben Haynes. Jay Ben Haynes, the legend. The legend the put up a ton of points up there in Cleveland. Probably got um, a landscaping company. But or Chad something Bennett like that. is 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 uh, back up there, and he's he's head coach at White County. Any thoughts on that before we move along to region realignments? White County is one of those schools that if they get the if they get the right coach, they can they can turn it around. Like they've always been one of those teams that that is like middling. But they could really, they could really turn it around up there if they get the right guy. Maybe Bennett's that guy. We have seen some talent there, but uh, let's go ahead and go to region realignments. Well, the ring you just heard at the end of that uh, last segment and the cause of the sharp break in audio quality here was uh, our our guest that comes in uh, was Brad Brown. You'll hear that interview later on, and it was a great interview. So uh, we'll plug that in at the end. So stick around for that um, and everything that's going on with uh, the new Ray Lamb scholarship. Um, but as we mentioned before we cut the last segment, we're going to get into region realignments. Where do we want to start? You want to start AAA? There's a ton of things going on. I mean, I think we covered four to seven roughly. Which yeah, we're not big school guys anyway. Let's no, be honest. we're not. Uh, I think at the top you got Buford competing with Collins Hill and Decula in the highest classification. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got Jackson County, Habersham, and Gainesville, all in six A in that region eight. So these are the schools that we traditionally cover. Yeah. Then the big change there for for the schools that we talk about is uh, Jefferson moves up from four A to five A with Clark Central. Flowery Branch and Winder Barrow and Loganville, so that'll be a tougher region than what they had. In Am I correct? Didn't Jackson County elect to play up? In they the played up because they didn't want to play. They Jefferson. run. I was wondering. They about run that. from yes. Jefferson. They don't. They don't want that political kind of thing. No. And honestly, I don't blame, I don't blame no, the quarter either because he's trying to make a name for himself right, over there in mm-hmm. really in Brazelton because mm-hmm. Jackson County is a Brazelton school. They are yes. Um, then down in four A. We've got this is kind of 
what you had last year. You got Cedar Shoals, the addition of Cherokee Bluff, which is a tougher school in uh, 8-4-A, uh, Chesity, which is weaker, East Forsyth, don't know much about them, East Hall, uh, Johnson and Gainesville, both of those schools are not great. Madison County, who's always, we always pay Your attention boys. to. Hovering around there. <laughs> could have been 7-3 last year. but They could have won state. They could have <laughs> a few more games. Just, they just, just needed a few more pieces. They ran out of time. You never know. You never know what's going over in uh, Mad Cow. Deville. I can't talk. I, I can't talk about Mad Cow anymore. Uh, North Hall, North Oconee, Walnut Grove. So Walnut Grove drops down to 4A. North Shout Oconee. Out Shout out Carl. Uh, North Oconee probably is the, the lead horse there in 4A in that region. So that brings us down to AAA where you AAA, were talking about. this is where the crap hit the fan because <laughs> city schools got absolutely railed. Just tarred and feathered and run out of town by the GHSA because of the, the multiplier. How so the dare multiplier, you be on the county line of another county and be a city school? <laughs> the How mul- dare you? I mean, not only commerce, like I mean, Bremen, Tron. Tron. I mean, any small city school got absolutely Can I just say we have three people here who all went to Commerce High School. <laughs> None of us lived within the city limits. No. True. How long did it take you to get to school? Five minutes? I mean, yeah, it, it was took, less it than took, 10 it, minutes. It, yes, less than 10. Yes. Head all down, of us less than 10. Head down Black's Creek, get on Isla Road, cross the tracks, you're in town at school. It's way faster than going to Danielsville. Yes. Without a doubt. And it's but faster we would, than you going to Banks. Yes. Faster than me going to East Jackson. Right. Yes. <sighs> we were talking about AAA before we got triggered. Anyways, <laughs> so AAA. Uh, eight AAA, which is what we'll cover the most, is Franklin, Hart, Monroe area, Oconee, and Stevens. So that's pretty traditional, but you do throw Hebron Christian Academy in there. So Hebron is now in eight AAA, which um, – their football program, it, it, I think it's sort of in a state of, I guess, going down rather than going up. I know Saturday left. I, I think they're kind of figuring things out. But for other sports, that really, I mean, having Hebron in that, that region now is going to kind of, I think it, it makes it interesting. But um, is there any other counties we want to talk about in 7 triple? I mean, you, or uh, in triple A? Uh, you got seven, which is going to be Dawson, Gilmer, Lumpkin, Pickens, yeah. West Hall, White County, but now with the private, Wesleyan. And, and to, to kind of preface all this, the public-private split is done. Like, that forever, doesn't exist probably. anymore. Um, probably forever, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, short-term I, solution that actually wasn't a solution at all. I think it's interesting in AAA, where tr- like you were talking about, traditionally, 8A is North a, Northeast Georgia. Right now, you've got or excuse me, eight triple A's northeast Georgia. Eight triple A's now more around like middle Augusta area with like Monroe area, Morgan County, Oconee. No. Are we looking at different lists? Eight triple this is a, you gotta look at the revision from the minutes. December eighth. They this is all changed. You're probably you're probably on GHSA link. You got the wrong link, I think. Yeah, so. I'm looking at November. <laughs> I'm Classic looking at November eleventh. <laughs> Sorry guys. I've already listed off eight triple A. Okay. Sure he wasn't listening. Unbelievable. No, I was listening and I was confused. I was like, what's he talking about? Eight AAA, yeah. It's okay. Franklin, Hart, Hebron, Monroe area, Oconee, Stevens. That's going to be a pretty good region. But you, uh, Yeah, but the problem is there's Hebron in there. But Hebron's probably down. Ever since well, they lost no, Saturday. Sports, though. I mean, I know we focus on football, but like private school, the, where private schools get you is the is other tennis. sports. 
tennis, golf, basketball, everything else, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But now some of them get you in football, too, like Prince Avenue, yeah, uh, which we'll talk I about can. later. Um, but I, I, we're good with AAA there. Yeah, let's um, move on. We can move on. Since you got the wrong link, I'll have to... I'll have to <laughs> spoon feed us, I'll have to please. spoon feed the information here. But, I mean, the listeners will probably appreciate this, too, so... Uh, 8AA is now going to be Athens Academy, Banks County, East Jackson, Fellowship Christian, Providence Christian, and Union County. Um, we'll the cover... juxtaposition of Athens Academy and Banks County being the same. <laughs> culture clash. Oh, my God, I love it. Man, they thought we were culture clash. <laughs> you wait till you get up to Homer, baby. They are what you thought we were. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, um, good thing they're going to bring back the Banks East Jackson rivalry. I always thought that that was one of those rivalries it's where it's like, one. who's worse? Hey, can I just say the one school that would fit so perfectly into this region is Commerce? One hundred percent. I agree. We'll get to we'll get to more on the that. The gate of this region would be incredible. <sighs> we'll get to more on that uh, in just a second. Seven double A, which we'll we'll touch on. Um, I do, but just because I like this region mostly, we don't cover it much, but. They have like a, a northwest region, northwest Georgia region that is going to be pretty strong. Fannin, Gordon, Central, Gordon Lee, Harrelson, Murray County, North Murray, Rock Mart. I mean, that's like that's a tough region. That's a good region too. Fannin, a lot uh, of rivalries right there. I feel Rock Mart. Uh, who was that other school in the Harrelson? Harrelson's good. Mm-hmm. That'll be a good region to follow, especially around playoff time. Uh, so that that kind of does it with Double A. I mean, also in Double A, you, you got. I mean, there's some teams that are traditionally good statewide that moved down, moved around. I mean, like Dodge County, double mm. A. I mean, Leonard Floyd, some of those, yeah, shout out. Some of those are, um, are different, but we'll try to keep to regional here. Cause you can really open up a can of worms if you get out of that. <laughs> so what they did with single A was they made a D one and a D two. As Joe Sanders calls it a high and a low single. Well, a. that's what it is. Uh, it, it should have made what it, it a is, and B. Or what? What they should have done is just—I mean—single, double, all the way up. To made eight. it eight. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're we just, can't count to eight in the state of Georgia. We're apparently. pretty much in double A, but it's called single A D one. So here's here's the region that Commerce is going to fall in: Athens Christian, uh, Commerce, Elbert County, Raven County, Tallulah Falls. So the good news: Commerce is going to make the playoffs in football. Henceforth, <laughs> that that streak is going to be alive and well for another two years at least. For at least another two years, um, like I said, we we pretty much cover football, but man, looking at you know basketball, the the obvious thing that jumps off the page to me here is how do you find seven non-region games in this that, modern uh, era? And they're probably football. struggling because that we we the schedule still isn't out. It's not at there are very few schedules out right now. Kind of unprecedented, unprecedentedly late with schedules being released. Uh, Commerce was still looking for a game in September a couple months ago, maybe a, a month ago. Um, I I'm really interested to see what's going to be on the schedule. We know we're going to have Athens Christian, yeah, uh, which will probably be a pretty good game. We'll have Elbert, all the we'll have those three: Elbert, Raven, Athens Christian. Those will sure. be good games. Uh, but it's going to be tricky finding the, the rest of that schedule. One thing that we were a little worried about that didn't happen was we avoided Prince Avenue. They're in um, five, right? They're in f- Region 5. They drew the region line basically right through Athens, yeah. it seemed like. Which saved us from Prince Avenue. <laughs> uh, but Social Circle gets paired with them. Tough scene. Because I think uh, Athens Christian actually tried to move into that region. 
I mean, Oglethorpe's there, they too. Were they probably Oglethorpe, used Jasper County, Our Lady of Mercy, shout out, Prince Avenue, <laughs> Circle, and Steelwell Arts. Hmm. So, um, that's that's what we'll, we covered in, in 8AD1. Before we come back to more on commerce, should we move to the D2? Yeah, let's we talk should. about what we would have been in this year. D2. The schools we played. Gosh, D2. D two, I wish, I wish, I like D two. It's basically uh, <laughs> the same region that we're in this year, minus social circle, right? Yeah, we'll co- let's uh, we'll come back up. Let me talk. Let's just let's get D two real quick. I got more thoughts on D one, but eight uh, A D two is a little bit different. Aquinas is in it. Uh, Oof, I don't know what Georgia, like some kind of Georgia Academy. There's a, there's a few schools that are no names, but or as far as football, Green County. Lake Oconee Academy, Lincoln County, Warren County, Washington Wilkes. So you add Warren County, and it's essentially 8A from this year. Yeah. And originally when they formed the regions for the past two years, Warren County was in those regions, and they appealed to get out. So it makes sense for them to go back into that region because they won't have to travel to Commerce. They won't have to travel to Towns. Yeah. So that's more like your old 7A, that Augusta region. Correct. Um, As far as, like – State powers that are in they are in D two, Clinch County's in D two, Turner County sometimes has a good team in D two, Hawkinsville's in D two, Dooley County's in D two, Wilcox is in D two, Wilkinson. A a lot of your, it's kind of hard to cover all these because a lot of these are are usually good, but um, they kind of split up a bunch of traditionally really good teams in single A, which is really weird, but. You know who got the hose is Towns County. Yes. So Towns County is in 7A D2 with Atlanta Classical, Bowden. Oh, oh my no, God. That's, that's not true. DeKalb School of Arts, Fulton Leadership Academy, Green Forest Christian, Mount Zion, and Carroll. Towns they are Auto not in the same quit. region as Bowden. Yes, they are. Oh, my God. That, yeah. uh, Bowden is a three-hour drive from here. <laughs> think about Towns playing basketball on a Tuesday night having to go to Bowden. Oh, my God. <laughs> I Listen. No, just think about, like, a tennis on, like, the Tuesday Yeah, afternoon. dude, tennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to go down to Bowden and play this tennis match. <laughs> oh, my Let's get God. Let's get you get that paper done tonight, too, by the way. Yeah. Man, Towns they're going to put Wi-Fi on all the buses. Towns guy. That is unbelievable. I just assumed they were still in Commerce's region. Oh, my God. I mean, what we talked about last year was they should just put Towns in with North Carolina. Towns should secede. I mean, I think that's their choice. Raven Gap already does that. Yeah. Yeah. Throw them in there. Let them play Raven Gap. Let them play Murphy. They got a lot of Atlanta and, like, West Atlanta schools in their region. And they're in literally the farthest northeast Georgia you can get other than Raven. Wild. That's tough. Goodness. Top of the state. That's another one that should have just elected to play up in the same region as Raven. Speaking of yeah. that, let's go back to D1 in Commerce. <laughs> so Commerce did appeal to, to stay down. Right. And it made sense on the numbers. So Commerce's numbers with the, the multiplier made it to where Commerce is easily the smallest school in, D2, in D1, mm-hmm. in single A D1. Because of the multiplier, because what that means is we have, you know, hundreds, hundreds of kids that are out of district, which right. is Commerce City Schools, you know, Commerce City Limits, essentially. Um, so that the multiplier moved up to what was it? Three, 
three, I think. So yeah. for every one kid is actually three. Yeah. Um, so Commerce is a very small school uh, in, in the new uh, single-A D1. We appealed to stay down in D2, but with how things shook out, we probably should have appealed to go up to double A. Yeah. So if you go up to double A, you're in the region of Athens Academy, Banks County, East Jackson, Fellowship Christian, Providence Christian, and Union. Instead of where you're at now with Athens Christian, Elbert, Rabin, and Tallulah. So teams that we would traditionally play in double A. Big gates. Big. Short drive. I mean, Banks and, and East, that's Athens as close County, as it Banks gets. Banks and East would be incredible. And then some games that are winnable. I mean, right. I mean, got, it's not a harder region. It's not a harder region. It's basically maybe the classification as a whole is, but maybe not by much. Yeah, you oh, trade yeah, not by much. You, you're looking at the front runners in this region. You got Raven in the region that we're in now. You trade them for ACAD in uh, that double A region, A-A-A. and then you got Elbert and Athens Christian, which are basically equated to Banks and Union. I mean, maybe Elbert's a little bit better than Banks or Union, but. I mean, I, I feel like the competition is equal. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we didn't foresee that. I don't know if they. I don't know if we knew exactly how they were going to shake out beforehand or not. That might be it. But if, I mean, if there was any idea, the uh, the move should have been to go up to Double A, um, even though you know, students wise, that didn't make sense with numbers. But as far as like what you're playing, even outside of football, I mean that, that's. Shorter drives, for sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we, regardless of all that, we will be in eight single A D1. So now, congratulations if you are played any kind of sport at Commerce. You can say you're a D1 athlete, <laughs> <laughs> which I'll be doing for the rest of my days. This man is a father. That's a dad joke. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, so all, also in single A D1, uh, Brooks County came up, Irwin County, Pelham, I mean, it, it, it's a thick. Honestly, it's class. it's kind of murderer's road. Dublin, Metter. Uh, I'm just I'm going through all the. You guys still got Prince Avenue, Social Circle, and Raven. Yeah, it it, it it's Darlington. It's gonna I mean, be it's, fun in the playoffs. It's a murderer's road. I mean, it, it it's not gonna be easy to win that state championship. Well, I'm looking forward to the schedule coming out. I love new schedules. Uh, but you know, but hang on, timeout. Before we get off this, there was one more thing that I got kind of mad at that wasn't considered when when you consider city schools compared to private schools. So city schools and private schools were roughly what the GHSA was trying to figure out how to classify. Right. That's who really gets hurt with the multiplier. Right. Because of their their districts, the way the lines are drawn. What is Bogus is that private schools that they don't have like a city limit to district. Like Athens Christian a has a county district. They, they're aligned with Prince Cedar Avenue Shoals. has a, a county district. So the, not their multiplier is lower than say Commerce, who right. has a city district. And what and I think I think to you know Commerce's credit, I think that we did argue that. And I think several other city schools also argued that, well, if private schools can use half of a county as a district, we as Commerce should be able to use pretty much all of East Jackson as our district. Right. And then you go all the way down, it probably fixes your whole problem. Yeah. 
And to to our credit as a school system, Donnie Drew was opposed to this from the beginning. He voted no. He was the only one. He was one. the shining light for city schools up on a hill saying, we do not want this. He was this. the only one. I mean, sits on the board for the GHSA, and he said, no. We fought this tooth and nail. This is not a fault of the Commerce City school system, but it's just – it's a tough loss for city schools in athletics. It's a hit. I mean, they, they – you know – and it, just having private schools, gosh. Also, just as, a, <sighs> as an aside, keep uh, Mr. Drew in your thoughts and prayers. He's yeah, he's having a tough time. But, I've uh, heard that. We'll uh, keep him and his family in uh, in our thoughts here as well. But uh, always one of the best things about Commerce High School. Riding that bike around the old quiet court. I mean, <laughs> what a day, fond man. memory in high school. Mm-hmm. Morning. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> Any uh any last cleanups before we move on to some of the schedules? Do we, do we even need to move on to schedules? Yeah, is that let's, it? Is that a show? Let's touch on them a little bit. There's okay, a couple of cool games. Go ahead. I'll let you lead the way. Uh, we talked about earlier. Not many schedules have been released. I think it's gonna we're be a long episode here. That's okay. which is fine. We haven't, we haven't released one in a while. No, it's everybody too forgive. Us. Yeah. Everybody forgive out. us. Everybody forgive us. Get it all out. Get it all out. Go get lead us. Take Come you on. a long shower. Turn it on. COVID has changed the way that <laughs> what a bring back <laughs> that high school football team schedule. Uh, we've only got five area schedules out right now: uh, Cedar Shoals, East Jackson, Gainesville, North Oconee, and White. Well, County. not only COVID, literally what we just talked about for fifteen minutes. Was the regions, reclassifications. You're like, looking for a ton of games. All of a sudden, now. you have to play completely different teams. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit kind of crazy, but uh, the 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 games that we're looking forward to now. Uh, with the schedules that we have out, uh, Cedar Shoals and Madison County, <laughs> the game that put Madison County out of the playoffs last year. Are we looking one. forward to that one? Everyone, I'm looking know, forward oh, to okay, it. Okay. That is the real game. Everyone calls it the game. That, that's it. <laughs> it's it's going to be in Danielsville on that <laughs> slick turf field. Uh, October 14th, Madison County is coming back for vengeance. You better watch out, you Jaguars. <laughs> Because the Red Raiders are rolling through. Uh, moving Ooh. on to the area we like to refer to as Nicholson. Commerson. 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 <laughs> Who calls it Nicholson? The state calls it Com- Nicholson. Not me. me. Commerson. Not me. East Jackson. They got some good games this year. Local interest. Jackson County reviving that rivalry. Uh, Franklin County, Banks County, and ACAD. Those all be pretty good games. Uh, probably ACAD will blow them out. Uh, Gainesville, we've yeah, already man. I, just a quick interjection. I've heard ACAD has been on the trail. Well, you were talking. They I got were... good sources that ACAD is on the absolute trail right now, building a team all the way north to Carnesville. I've I've heard I've heard they're 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 getting all corners in northeast Georgia, putting some nets out. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. But uh, moving on to Gainesville, we've already gushed about the the Red Leghorns. I love um, them. I'm I'm, I'm on, on the train. I think I'm on the train too. They've got a great schedule. Um, non-region. They went out and got some dogs. So Marist, yeah, great they, game. They went out and got some heavy hitters. Gainesville, Marist, non-region. Gainesville, Monroe area, and Gainesville, Clark Central. Those are all in the non-region docket for Gainesville. And then in within region, they're with Hab Hab Central and uh, the Apple Knockers up there in Cornelia. The Apple Knockers sure. or Mount Avery, and then uh, Jackson County. 
Uh, they'll be playing Gainesville this oh, year. No. Yeah, that one might be disappointing <laughs> for Coach McWhorter and the boys never, over there. Dude, I don't know, in Brazelton. I'm interested. I don't know. Well, we're always like, are they going to be good? Or are they not? Is this the year that they make the There's jump? There's no reason they could not be what Mill Creek is. Right. Or not Maybe not next year, but eventually. Within the next, like, ten. Ten years. Yes. Jackson yeah. County will be Mill Creek. Whoa. Mark that down. Somebody write that down. Prognostication. Write it down. Set an alarm. Somebody set an alarm. Ten years. Ten years from now. One of the proud moments from last season's show is we predicted that North Oconee would be good. That came to fruition. Uh, they've already got their schedule out. They got some really good games to start the season. North Oconee, Clark Classic Central. City. And then uh, North Oconee. Back Oconee County, Battle of Hog Mountain. Those are going to be two really good games. Uh, they're going to be fighting Dude, for that all might the, be the marbles. Battle of Washington. Are they still? <laughs> are they still the same reason as Jefferson? We talked about that. I think so. Okay, I think okay. they move. They're either in eight four A or eight five. I don't know. I got the minutes up. I don't have the uh. and the minutes only covered AAA down. Man, I I don't know. We're deep. We're deep in we the CHSA right now. Uh, lastly, oh gosh, the mountain games. We got the boys from Cleveland. I just love seeing those names right there. Oh man, those are those are the games Commerce used to play. You got, I mean, not North Hall or Hab, maybe back in the not day. Not any of these. Not but, any you know, of Commerce used to play them all the time, but none of these teams though. Dawson and Lumpkin. I wish some of play. those mountain schools playing each other. It, it's gonna be cool. No, I'm I'm interested in Pickens for real. Yeah, Pickens, Gilmer, Pickens was Lumpkin. impressive. Pickens has a spread attack that St- Sam Stryker, the quarterback they good. got over they there. They got a good coach. Surgical. You want to talk about a, a good, program you want, on the no, rise. you want to talk about a good place to watch a game. Pickens. When you drive up into Pickens and it opens up and the the school is off to your left and then the, the field and there's like mountains in the background, mm-hmm. beautiful. And mm-hmm. you've already been through Tate City, yeah. seen all you that got the marble. marble getting all over your car. I mean, car wash the next day. That had all the billings for a magical night for Commerce Tiger fans. And it was a magical it, night for us because of the four wheeler. Oh, Gainesville. in Gainesville, that was that was yeah. off the rails. I think I told that off on the pod before. Good, great, great night. Go back into the archives to hear that story. Could have been the Patreon. I don't know. <laughs> that secret Patreon. Put but we got a ton of mountain games. That's the cool thing from reclassification. Those are just like the old fifth quarter like radio show. Yes. You always hear, oh, North Hall's playing Stevens. Right? Yeah. We got a live yeah. update from Lumpkins and Gilbert. Right? <laughs> and then you hear somebody who's like barely coherent telling the story <laughs> of the game. You can't hear them really well. It's like static. Yeah. You don't have much service. They're calling out of the holler talking about the game. It's pretty much like Wes Blankenship's like whole stick. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it like, is. it's so accurate. <laughs> it is. But that's what we got to look forward to now in mid-February. You know, the season was the second month of the year. Season kicks off in another six months. A lot of things can happen. Uh, you may hear from us boys again before we kick off the season. I'm sure you'll hear, you'll hear from us again. We did, This one's probably going to run long, but, you know, we had a lot to cover, and we wanted to get the interview in. You'll hear from us again for sure. Sometime, you know, it might be a little warmer next time you hear from might us. Might be in short pants. Hmm? Oh. Well, Showing them legs. He did short, short inseams. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. The five-inch. No doubt. A fully <sighs> nude podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that it? Are we wrapping? That's it. We got the interview next, right? All right. So, yeah, we won't come back after this. No. This will be it. So, the interview will start just as soon as we get off here. Uh, enjoy the interview. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you all again very, very soon. 
Joining us now on the Potluck Podcast is CHS football alumnus Brad Brown, quarterback from 1976-1978, and point man for the first annual Coach Ray Lamb Scholarship, which we are here to talk about today, talk about some of the games. And uh, first of all, welcome. Thanks for being here with us. Glad to be here, guys. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. Um, so the, the Coach Ray Lamb Scholarship, just just tell us about that scholarship and kind of uh, uh, what's going on with that. Well, as most of you know, Coach Lamb was inducted to the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame last May in, in Macon. Uh, he set a record for having more attendees to come to support him in the whole history of the event at 14 mm-hmm. tables and nothing else had ever come close. <laughs> and uh, we had so much fun down there um, celebrating, honoring him that it just kind of started laying on heavy on my heart of why haven't we done something in commerce? There's been talk from time to time, but uh, just nothing ever came, worked out. And uh, I got to talking to, to a few people, and uh, I think the good Lord laid it on my heart. And the more people I talked to, the more I got fired up about it. And it's kind of one of those old sayings, it's time to take care of business or get off the pot. And so uh, we started that, and everybody I've talked to has said, let me help. I will do what I can. And that's how that's how it got started. Well, uh, tell us about the scholarship. Who, who's that intended for? Well, uh, let's let's talk about you know with the banquet we wanted to do to honor him. I call him the real Coach Lamp. You know, <laughs> he's 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 got two sons that are coaches and grandsons. That <laughs> they are might coaches. listen. So uh, <laughs> that's the way I identify all of them. I've got their phone numbers, but his is listed as the real Coach Lamp. <laughs> and. Um, we wanted to do something to, to honor him. And then it came up, well, what if we do a little bit more? What if we could establish mm-hmm. a scholarship in his honor that would become something perpetual that would outlive all of us? And once again, then it was how do we raise money? And so you charge a little more for the tickets. Uh, yeah. We're going to have a nice meal. And then we're going to have some silent auction items. And we're getting people to donate money to sponsor tables to help raise money for this scholarship. The scholarship would go to a Commerce High School graduate who and initially we were thinking it would be the one who epitomizes the characteristics and the qualities he tried to instill in us when we played. Because yeah. he demanded excellence um, on the field, off the field. He wanted people of high character, people who they weren't necessarily the star players, but they, they gave you everything they had. Someone who performed in the classroom, behaved in the classroom, those types of things. And uh, so we're going to work with the Lamb family, which we have been, to setting up the characteristics, the qualities of the one who would be uh, eligible for the scholarship. Obviously, a high school, Commerce High School graduate, and then they would apply. And we have set the foundation up through the North Georgia Community Foundation. Actually, it's called a fund. It's through their foundation. They manage about a quarter of a billion dollars. And so it's already established. We've already got money going in right now. And once we get to the 30000 mark, then the scholarship is 5% of that amount. So it would be $1,500 for life. Wow. Uh, but our goal is to raise enough to have two scholarships or either one that's much larger. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the goal. And uh, the more people I've talked to, uh, I just think we're going to reach that goal quickly. And uh, we're going to award the first one this year, and we'll work with the school to establish that. And then after that, they would apply to, for the scholarships. Wow, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you mentioned the banquet. 
Tell us a little bit about that. That's something I got excited about. Well, you know, it's another thing. We're going to have it at the uh, Commerce Civic Center. And, again, we were talking about where do we have it, how many people do we limit it to. And, uh, ironically, tonight they had the Maysville Baptist Wild Game Supper. They had 800 tables set up, a different kind of format, but that gave us a really good visual of, mm -hmm. okay, we can manage how 500 comfortably up there because we're going to have some silent auction items. We're going to need more room because we're going to have a plated meal. Uh, we're going to have, uh, right now the plan is to have Kirby Smart come and speak. He has agreed to do it. We're waiting on approval from compliance through the University of Georgia and, and the mm -hmm. NCAA. So once we get that, Kirby's going to speak. Uh, Lauren Smith, if you're a dog fan, oh, everybody yeah. knows who <laughs> Lauren what you is. Got, <laughs> what you got. And he has been instrumental in making this happen because he – and Coach Lamb go back a long way. And, mm -hmm. and, and everybody knows Coach Lamb coached in commerce for 22 years, I think, as a head coach. What they don't realize is he was at University of Georgia for 19 years. Mm -hmm. yeah. So he worked with, uh, I think his days go all the way back to Coach Rick uh, working with, but he obviously knew Coach Dooley and, mm -hmm. and Don and, and Goff and everybody else. So uh, we have invited a, a, a lot of people uh, who we think are going to be there, the governor, if he's available, he's oh, coming. Wow. Uh, you know, everybody in commerce certainly knows Bill Anderson, and Bill has said if he's if he can make it, he's coming. Uh, we've invited some of the other Georgia coaches. Uh, we know they were close to Coach Lamb, uh, Mike Bobo, Will Muschamp, and those. Mm -hmm. uh, and if, if they're in town, we think they're going to be here. Yeah, yeah, A lot of other coaches that Coach Lamb worked with and all of us would recognize names all the way back through the 70s. Yeah. Uh, some of those are going to be here. So uh, we're going to have, uh, you know, uh, a proclamation. Uh, the governor is getting that approved to recognize, you know, the whereas thing mm -hmm, that everybody yeah. knows about. Uh, we're going to honor him with some gifts, uh, <laughs> and uh, we're not 100% sure what all they are. Joe, you but, got a sofa? You going to give it? <laughs> I have well, a lazy boy. With you. <laughs> he, Coach Lamb would appreciate that. I know. I've been to his house many times. He, uh, he's he got a lazy boy right in the middle of the floor, so he would probably appreciate a new one. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things I was talking to his son, Bobby, and I told him, I said, we're going to need some help with some things, and, and they, they were all on board. But I said, we want to give him something, you know, as a gift. And uh, unfortunately, their health is not the best in the world from a travel perspective. Mm -hmm. So a trip is kind of out. And I, mm -hmm. we talked about a golf cart. We've talked about golf clubs and a little bit of everything. And Bobby has said this and others have said, you know what he's going to enjoy more than anything? And that is seeing people get together oh, yeah. and seeing old friends. Because that's what he preached to us is we're family. You know, we, we, we win together. We lose together. We are a family. And to this day, I still use the lessons that he, a lot of them, that he taught us when we played in life when it gets tough, you know, uh, how to overcome and how to treat people. And regardless of what your color is or, or your zip code or who you are, it's, it's, we're in this thing together. So uh, I couldn't be happier to be part of this and to be leading the charge but I tell you this there's a lot of people who are putting in a lot of time for this it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because all of us we were coach savage guys mm -hmm. and that same mentality flowed through coach lamb into yes. coach savage mm -hmm. and that's the same kind of stuff that we learned yes when we were in school and it gets me really fired up that to think that that kind of stuff's going on in the community now yeah. And it makes me want to ask the question, how, how do we help? 
with this scholarship? How do we help with this bank? Not only us sitting here, but we got probably, you know, listeners, eighty or so, yeah, mostly football alumni that Absolutely. probably would want to get involved. So, well, one thing is just to to get the word out. Uh, we haven't really put on a full campaign of of advertisements yet because we're waiting to get the date everything 100% confirmed, even though we feel like we're 99% confirmed mm-hmm. yeah. okay. with the University yeah. of Georgia and things. But once again, it's getting the word out. And um, once once people start hearing about it, which they already are, they're wanting to know, how can I help and where do I get tickets from? Right. And uh, we're sitting here, Sanders, I hope it's all right to say that here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Absolutely. They've been very instrumental in this, and they're offering their support, and this is going to be one of the places to buy tickets uh, okay, when they actually right. physically are on sale. Now, if somebody wants to go ahead and reserve a table, we'll we'll take that name because we'll do a package deal for the for the table. But uh, it's the awareness piece. And, you know, Coach Savage, his first year coaching was my senior year. And so Coach Savage, I didn't mention this early, in addition to Kirby speaking and Lauren Smith is going to speak, Coach Savage is going to speak. Uh, we've asked him. He's been a big help in putting this thing together because we said, you know, who better – to speak, who knows mm-hmm. Coach Lamb better? He played for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He coached with him. Then he took over right. and coached really the same kind of way and the mentality uh, that Coach Lamb and uh, taught. And we laugh about this sometimes that we get still get together with the guys. We'll play golf and Savage will play with us sometime. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, it, you go back to those high school days and you live <laughs> the old dream. We're laughing and carrying on. And then a friend of mine was part of it, uh, Brett. Evans and he he was talking about something about the lessons we learned and it just turned serious for just a, a brief moment and he said you know some of those lessons that we he taught us have have got me through life through some tough time and with mm-hmm. family and work and we all just got to get quiet and Coach Savage one of the few times he got real serious he got quiet too he said guys it was the same way when I played yeah you know and so. After after about two minutes of, of the solemnness there, then we went back to harassing <laughs> each other. But obviously, if you played for Savage, then you know kind of what it was like uh, with Coach Lamb because he learned from the best. It mm-hmm. is yeah. it is a family, and that's one of the things that makes Commerce special. It, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned wanting to reserve a table. If, if somebody wanted to do that, how would they do that? Well, they could reach out to me. Uh, obviously, they may not have my contact number, but – Sanders Furniture, just say, mm-hmm. hey, I want a table. And uh, Jennifer and David, Joe, they've been great to say, yeah, we'll help. Yeah. Uh, and the tables to reserve are $800. But each ticket's $100. So mm. it's just you get to choose who you sit with, and mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and get a table uh, that is going to be maybe a little bit closer in, if that's what you want, to to the stage. Okay. Yeah, and if anybody's listening, we can, we can help facilitate with – with anything, yeah, so if you course. shoot us a message on Twitter or anything like that, we yeah, can, we can we can make it happen for sure. Uh, well, I think that covers all the bases with the banquet. Um, right now, though, we have, like we said, like Dino said earlier, a commerce legend in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and careful with the legend part. <laughs> but. We we wanted to hear <coughs> about these two games yeah. back in the seventies, and and you know. We weren't born then. We yeah. want to know about commerce football back then. Uh, Coach Lamb, back at the Steak and Steak dinner earlier or later in 2021, back a couple months ago, uh-huh. said that those were the two best commerce games that were ever played. Yeah. The uh, 1977 and 1978 mm-hmm. games with East Rome. Uh, 
Brad, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? You know, that's one of those things that uh, those of us who played in those games, it's kind of one of those, it was so close, you know, you could taste it and it's still to this day, I, I think I think about it regularly, day, if not weekly, daily. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, good Lord, uh, the the challenge that we had in front of us. Um, they but, had some uh, phenomenal statistics. Let me go ahead. Those two years, they were thirty and zero. They were state champions twice. They out of thirty games, there were eighteen shutouts, uh, and then they only allowed three point six points per game. Probably the most dominant football teams in Georgia history in high school football. It, it was, and we knew we were up for a challenge when we played them. Fortunately, we played them at home both years, and in uh, nineteen seventy seven, they rolled into town. Out of that one team, I can still remember several names that either went. Larry Kennebrew mm -hmm. was, people talk about him, he was about 6'4", 240, and was the state 100-meter dash champion mm -hmm. and two-time defending state wrestling heavyweight champion. Then you had Sylvester Elkins, who went to the University of Georgia. Ray, um, forgotten his last name, went to Clemson and started as a freshman on the defensive wow. line the Tut brothers who went to Auburn. I mean, it was just, it was a who's who all-star team. And when they rolled into town, one of the things Coach Lamb had taught us always, he said they may be bigger, better, stronger, faster, older, wiser, you know, but we're still going to win. We're going to find a way to win within the rules of the game. And one thing that we, we had a team, we didn't have a lot on them. We had about 30 players, but they would flat out knock the ever-loving mess mm. out of you. And, <laughs> And we loved each other, and we played well to, against, uh, played well together, and uh, you know we we had an opportunity to win that game. We missed, uh, had a couple of field goals and an extra point that unfortunately didn't Man. go where we wanted them to go. And uh, the first, the first year was the one that was just kind of the game of all games where um, we had. We, we tied we were tied going into overtime and that was when they had started the two five minute overtime mm -hmm. two five minute periods each one was like a half and so um, we didn't we didn't do much on off I think on our our first possession they drove down uh, time expired but then so they had the deepest penetration into our field uh, at some point in time uh, they were pretty deep in their own territory and had the ball and went for it on fourth and short. I'll never forget it. And we're thinking, why, you know, why would you do that? Why would you not punt? And we held them. So we had the deepest penetration. And so there was only about two minutes to go in the game. And we, we could just about run out the clock, but we were going to have to run a couple of plays. And uh, unfortunately, one of those plays we fumbled. And then Dean Allen, I'll never forget, he picks it up and runs it into the end zone for a touchdown. So everybody's thinking the game is over because they thought it was sudden death. Well, the crowd empties and it comes on the field. So we get penalized uh, for unsportsmanlike conduct because people are coming on the field. So we had to kick off from our own 25-yard uh, line. And we had, a, we had a pretty good kicker, but, you know, that certainly gave them good field position. Uh, I remember uh, they returned it, I want to say, to about the 40 or so and then hit a little screen pass with Kennebrew for about 20 yards. and. Uh, then there was one second on the clock, and they threw a Hail Mary pass into the end zone, and the ball was, was tipped and uh, tried to deflect it out of there, and, and they caught it for a touchdown. However, they had a legal man downfield. And so 
they got another shot and basically did a similar thing. And it seemed like all one threw it and the other 21 go up for it. And somehow they came down with oh the ball, kicked extra point to tie it. But because the because we had scored on our deepest penetration, it reverted back to the other one, and they were awarded one point and oh beat us. I mean, it's just a... Oh, a my heart breaks for you sitting <laughs> right oh, here right it now. Is, it is a bizarre rule that... And, and here's the crazy thing. We had more yards than they did. <laughs> Offensively, we shut them down. I mean, because they had never... You read the, you, yeah. the stats you shared... Uh, they were just blowing everybody out, and rightfully so, they should have. We shouldn't have been on the field with them. However, they weren't used to being hit like we hit mm -hmm. and played together as a team like we played. We weren't fancy, but it was just that three yards in a cloud of dust down the field. Uh, but it was an unbelievable game. I wish that we had that thing on video. Uh, they ran out of tape. They couldn't get it off. Oh, but, man. Yeah. And then the senior year was, was uh, equally as – Probably not as dramatic as that because of the overtime, but uh, another missed extra point uh, and a missed opportunity, and we they beat us fourteen to thirteen that year. So it was twenty one to twenty, and then fourteen to thirteen, and then they went on to. to and these win. are both semifinal games. Semifinal games, mm -hmm. yeah. and they won the next week, yeah. uh, just big time. So uh, we still I, every now and then I'll see somebody. We'll get to talking. Where are you from? You know, and <laughs> we get to talking about the game. They either played or coached there. Yeah. 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 Well, you, you mentioned uh, those two – you talk about those two games and those seasons. Uh, I I have a Commerce Tiger football yearbook, Coach Prickett wrote. And I when I was preparing for this interview, I scrolled through. I was like – I was looking for Brad Brown. Yeah, Brad, yeah, yeah. How can I find yeah. this? I've got a stat here. The one stat I could find is a 77-yard touchdown yeah. rush against North Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember anything about that I, run? Actually, I do, because I mean, that's one of the few long runs I had. Uh, but, you know, it's one of those things in that book, Mr. Prickett does such a good job with those stats. Mm -hmm. They're fascinating to read, and I've, I've enjoyed reading his Tiger Tales and mm -hmm. going back to the day even when my dad played, my uncle and everyone. But, uh, yeah, that was my senior year, and we go to uh, two North Springs, and they were high-powered offense and uh, – we just we played so well that night. I'll never forget it. But yeah, we had the first three plays. I can I can tell you we ran a trap and a quarterback trap and two uh, football uh, fullback traps. We called mm -hmm. and it Covers. was boom 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 touchdown. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they just didn't have a clue about how to play the option. And I, I, Ricky, they took Ricky our fullback and opened it up. And mm -hmm. next thing I know, I'm 77 yards down the field. But it was a lot of fun. I I wind up. That's only uh, got close to 200. I think I had 191 yards rushing that night. Wow. So that was, for me, was a lot. But, yeah, we, we beat them. I want to say it was like 41 to 13. They didn't know what hit them uh, <laughs> that night. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about that was a run uh, in 1977, you com also completed 47% of your passes, yeah. which is a pretty great number well, uh, for I'll Commerce quarterbacks. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that, that that's because I was probably like four for 10 or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell people uh, I, I was a passing specialist, but mine was to pitch it backwards to the, to the back. Backward pass. Uh, yeah. I, w I was not a good passer. Uh, we did throw some, 
um, we didn't have to a lot because yeah, we, right. we were really good defensively and it was just we're gonna hit you in the mouth and mm-hmm. see how bad you really want to tackle mm-hmm. and uh, but we were successful throwing the ball when we had to because nobody thought we were going to, to right. throw the ball but yeah which is really a calling card of commerce football Absolutely. traditionally to this day, yeah. I, I do have a, a little smidget of uh, trivia here who has the highest pass complete completion uh, percentage in commerce? Football history. How many? How many? Passes? Is there a minimum pass attempts? Uh, I think it was. I I don't think so. This is just flat out statistics from Who the that Somebody had that halfback, halfback pass. pass right. like, well, <laughs> no, it's it's a quarterback. Oh, it's a quarterback. Oh, okay. it's, a quarterback. So it's probably a minimum. But Cody uh, Streetman? Not Cody Streetman. Okay, that's a good guess. I'm trying to think of who would have completed a lot of passes. Josh Haynes, maybe. Josh Haynes. Haynes. What year? Oh three. Three. Oh, two. Okay. I think Very it's good. 62%, yeah. which is pretty, pretty that's nice. Actually good. Pretty good yeah. uh, a lot of passes, that's a, that's a good number there. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're kind of talking about when you were a player. For us, you know, we're all right around 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certainly some younger folks that listen to the show mm-hmm. in our generation or younger. Name two or three Tiger fan, or players that fans should know about from the 70s and you know, oh Lordy! As a player and a fan, let me let me tell you, I came through at a wonderful time. Um, obviously, my last playing year '78, so I graduated in '79. But it was a time of the of, of life when people went to the games. Yeah, mm-hmm. they shut down Wednesday afternoons and Saturday afternoons mm-hmm. and Sundays. You went to church and uh, and Friday nights was Commerce High School football. And I can tell you, we had crowds there that. People would probably not believe to this to right. this day the crowds we had, where and it, we'd go out to warm up at seven. Our games were at eight o'clock. And like then, they should be. And the, yeah, <laughs> I, I understand that. <laughs> Playing commerce is eight o'clock, yeah. and and the bank was already filled with people, and they'd have to make a tunnel for us mm-hmm. to get down the field. And I've I've heard numbers before that it was seven and eight thousand know, every yeah. week just packed. Yeah. And it not only in commerce, we'd go to Jefferson or they were here and other school mm-hmm. and people they the other teams didn't want to play us but the but the schools did because they knew we brought a lot the of people money. to yeah. good yeah. gates. Yeah. So the atmosphere of the games during that time was just absolutely phenomenal. So when you go back to the seventies, you go to the early seventies, that's the runt moon era that everybody right. knows about. And uh he was obviously was one of the greatest players ever come through here, along with some others on that team. You know, my brother was the quarterback on that team, and then with uh, Raymond Harris and, and that crowd, and Joe Joneses and uh, Randy Butlers. And Randy was a senior my freshman year, so if we talk more about that, uh, Joe's dad, David, was uh, a oh, heck Lord. of a player. He really was. <laughs> I, I told Joe the other day when I was here uh, – that David did something. He and Bob Nelson, both just tough as nails, but they didn't wash their uniform all year. Practice <laughs> stuff a year, and I'm like, man, it would it'd be stinking. And he, David just <laughs> just laugh. They thought it was the funniest thing in the world. So, uh, but yeah, they were great. And uh, you know, the seniors on my team were is the Ricky Hill, Terry O'Rod, Charlie Whitlock. You know, Brett Evans era that we just. We loved each other, yeah. and to this day, as a matter of fact, I just left the wild game supper I mentioned earlier, and we get a table every year. And uh, tonight, Lamar Highland, another one, he was there. Terry Canuck, mm-hmm. uh, another one, and Richard Beasley, and 
Maurice Martin and Carl Pittman, and I could just go on and on. Terry Nunn, Chris Jones, and uh, to this day, if we see each other, you know, it's there's a football story coming out of mm-hmm. there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But it was just a great time to be a Commerce Tiger. I can tell you that. I, you know, I hear you talk about your teammates, and you know, I I think back to when we played, mm-hmm. and it it's a similar feeling. Uh, a lot of things have stayed the ch- same over mm-hmm. the years in Commerce. What do you think the biggest difference is? I mean, we played 12 years ago. We're not really in today's time. Mm-hmm. But, like, what do you think the difference is between back when you played and today, the biggest difference? I, I think there's a, a lot of distractions uh, out there. And it it's football's hard. It is. You know, and a lot of kids, unfortunately, they get tied up with uh, social media and video games and things. And, it, and uh, it, it's a little bit different now where – you know, if we got in trouble at school or Coach Lamb punished us for something, my mom would say, well, I guess you'll do what he tells you to do next time. You know? <laughs> so we knew if we got in trouble at school, we got in trouble on the field, uh, and it was just the thing to do. Now there's a lot of distractions out there that people are like, well, there's other things to do. So I think that's one of the big things nowadays. Uh, I think the cost factor. Uh, for some families, yeah. if you buy a seven dollar ticket and you got four in your family and you mm-hmm. go every week, obviously money could could be a, a factor. Uh, but it's um, it's something that when we played, we all took pride. I can't ever remember not wanting to be a Commerce Tiger. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just the thing to do. Uh, now there's there's a lot of other choices out there, and people getting more interested in that dang cell phone than they are. <laughs> Yeah. playing football, you know, or mm-hmm. basketball or baseball, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I tell people there's never been an invention more rightfully named than a cell phone because it is a cell. It'll put you in a cell, a jail cell, <laughs> and people can't get away from it. Yeah. And, uh, and we didn't have that distraction. It was like, no, you're going to play football. Yeah. And, uh, well, Brad, uh, did you have anything you wanted to add? Uh, you know, you have a, an audience here <laughs> on the Potluck Podcast. Uh, anything you want to say? You know, I, I appreciate the opportunity, guys. It's always good to reminisce, and uh, we, we did a lot of that tonight at the at the banquet up there the, and the Wild Game Supper. And um, I still meet with uh, the guys frequently for breakfast and, you know, other things just to talk and we share stories about family, and uh, I, I, I jokingly tell Coach Lamb, this is a true story, but when my middle daughter got married, she's been married nine years, uh, she got married at First Baptist Church here in Commerce, and the banquet was at the uh, the Civic Center. Just like Joe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she was the first of my three girls to get married, and I have a son, uh, too. And so I had a part in the wedding, and we were out there in the vestibule, and I remember uh, – I was with my daughter, Mary Beth. It was just the two of us, and I was starting to get emotional because if you talk about faith, family, and friends, I get emotional. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be able to do my part in this wedding. I, I'm just going to – I'm falling apart, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I told Coach Lamb and Miss Lamb this one day, and I said, then, Coach Lamb, I said, then I fall to you. And I said, I think I can do this. He said, what do you mean? I said – it reminded me of one of those games when it was tough and you'd call timeout and bring me over the sideline and say, look, son, it's fourth and one. we got to have the first down, suck it up. <laughs> and uh, I just kind of thought, you know what, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. But it was one of those life lessons, as silly as that is. I, I gained my composure and said, you know what, it's, it's you, you, that old saying, your dreams ought to scare you a little but excite you a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I let the, the excitement take over from the nervousness and the fear and used it as some energy to – 
to go out there and in the wedding and, and do my part there. So, uh, so many life lessons. I wish everyone had the opportunity to play for a Coach Lamb or Savage and, and those Mike Brown and others who, in my opinion, did it the right way. They were tough, but the times when I can't tell you how many times I got chewed out. I mean, it's just Same. too many, to, too many to count. However, they wouldn't let you walk off the field or out of the locker room without saying, "Hey, I still believe in you." Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a tough day, but I'm hard on you because I believe in exactly. you. Exactly. And so nowadays, when I'm faced with challenges or things and things get overwhelmed, I just kind of back up and say, "I can do this." You mm-hmm. know, I've been through some tough things, and you you rally the team around you, and and that's what we always did. Well, I think that is a great way to end this interview. Yeah. Uh, Brad, we appreciate you coming on. Appreciate all the work you're doing. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah of I course. Mean, yeah. Absolutely my pleasure. We've got a lot of people helping, and uh, I'm so honored to be able to honor, help honor a man who, next to my dad, he's number two on my list of men I most admire. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for coming on, and hopefully everybody will get out and support it any way they can, and we look forward to seeing everything come together. And as we used to say when I played, Tiger Pile. So. <laughs>